Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. Today's podcast is a live teaching I did here recently. Check it out. I know it's going to bless your life. I like that they sing Christmas music today because I have a, a Christmas message. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not much of a Christmas message kind of person. I mean, I like Christmas. We decorate the house. I love Christmas songs and the and all that. And I believe Jesus is the reason for the season. But you know, sometimes we get into Christmas and it's like 1100 Christmas message. I was like, can I just hear some faith at this point, some healing? I might even take some judgment. Let's just, you know, I'm looking for something. But when I was praying to, to talk to you guys today, the Holy Spirit said, you're going to teach about Christmas. And I don't have a problem teaching about Christmas in Bible school. I, I love teaching about Christmas. It's good stuff. But I want to uh, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas. Dixie was singing the song Joy to the World. Here comes heaven, heaven comes down. And you know, we talk about that at Christmas. We talk all about that. Jesus is the greatest gift. That's our kind of our Christmas thing. Jesus came to the earth and it was a great gift to all of us, right? But as I begin to, to look at it, I thought, what happened that day didn't just involve us. We were not the only people involved there. And we know that Jesus was born that day, but God sent him that day. And he had planned that for some time. So I begin to think about what does Christmas look like from God's perspective? You know, from where we stand, we have all these songs. We, we put up our lights and there's nothing wrong with lights and Christmas trees. And I know there's weird people that like those Christmas trees worship some pagan God. Well, look, I don't know about some godless weirdo from 3000 years ago that decided that God's beautiful pine tree was going to represent the devil. But I don't believe that guy. I'm going to put up my pine tree and worship the Lord and it's going to look beautiful. And I'm going to see, you know what? God made that pine tree. Some goofball tried to steal it as his own. No, I'm going to put up my tree and I'm going to put some lights on it because it's pretty and God makes pretty stuff. And I'm just going to amen. Amen. If you want to get you go get your own tree anyway. But we celebrate the birth. We anticipate when we have Christmas, we anticipate to have a good time. Nobody goes, man, I'm going in the Christmas season. It's going to be a total wreck. Sometimes it becomes a total wreck, mainly because our attitudes are bad. But we anticipate something good during that season. There's extra joy during that time. There's for, for most people, sometimes it's not. But anyway, we sing songs about that time. We have stuff that's set aside just to celebrate this day. That's normal Christmas behavior from us, from those that believe in Christmas. And an entire season of our, of our calendar year is dedicated to this one moment. But from the beginning of time, God had dedicated his plan to this moment. Well before we were here, that moment had been planned. And I begin to think about what must that moment have been for him? Because up until this point, there is a lot that's taken place between man and God, and it has been very far separated. There's a lot of distance between man and God. What was originally in the garden where God and mankind were face to face in open fellowship, that has been stopped. And for thousands of years... God and man observed each other from a distance. 
And that's not the way it was designed. Let's look over. I'm going to read some scriptures and we know we don't have the big screen, but it's okay. I'm reading Christmas scriptures. Y'all will probably know them before I get done. You've probably memorized them all. You've heard them at every child's Christmas play and read them in your Christmas church program and seen them on billboards with lawyers who want you to be their personal injury attorney, that kind of stuff. But they're still there. So listen, Matthew chapter one at verse 20. This is, this is Joseph. The angel has come to visit Joseph, Mary, Mary's uh, fiance, husband, whatever you want to say there. And it says, while he, Joseph, thought about these things, it says, behold, an angel appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she'll bring forth a son and you'll call his name Jesus, for he's going to save his people from their sins of all the things God could have said in that moment about his son. That's the one he said. Everything sin has accomplished brought to pass. I am sending my son and he will open that door for anyone who wants to come out can come out. Okay. And this is it. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, verse 23 here, behold, the virgin Mary shall be with child and bear a son. And here it is. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. So when the angel from the throne came to tell Joseph, let me tell you about this, this guy, this, this being born from, from your wife. I know, I know you're like, I mean, I'm going to divorce this lady. She's stepping out on me. But he said, no, keep her. Let, let me tell you what his name is. He's going to save everybody from their sins, but his name is God with us. And that moment God was saying, he didn't say, you guys with me. He said, I'm with you. I am coming to you. In that moment, we did not go to heaven. Heaven came down to us. And we forget that God's plan was to bring us out, to bring himself into our situation, to deliver us from sin. And that's great that we celebrate. But think about how important that moment was for God. And it wasn't because of Christmas trees and there's nothing wrong with them. And it wasn't important to God because of pretty bows on Christmas presents. And there's nothing wrong with bows, nor Christmas songs, although I don't know the words to most of them. It was because of you. We always celebrate Christmas as the gift given to us. But we forget that it was just as exciting for the one who gave that gift. Christmas is not just about us getting Jesus. It is about God getting us back. That's the celebration. That's what he did. Because we anticipate Christ, Christmas. We, we go through our season and then somewhere in August we start to remember. And then in the middle of September we start to really remember when all those presents for children, those cheap, cheap Christmas toys for kids start popping up on all the TV. And then by the time you hit Halloween time, all the Christmas decorations go up in the store. So you start to remember. But for millennium. And before time even began, God was thinking about that moment. He anticipated that moment. You know, in, in Christmas, you get, you may not remember, I hope you do, but you had Christmas presents and you want to know what's in them. 
Like, I wonder what they got me. Or somebody's like, hey, I got you for something on Christmas. I'm going to give it to you on Christmas Day. And you start to anticipate, you wonder. Or like me, because you're really smart, you know how to get that tape off the gift and you can play with it ahead of time and then wrap it back up. No one knows. Did that multiple times. No one knows. No one knows. Well, they know now if they, if they listen to the recording I'm making. But anyway, sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. So anyway, you anticipate those moments. And there's excitement to it. There's purpose to it. You're not anticipating that moment because it's evil, but because it's good. And when God anticipated the moment of the birth of Jesus, the good he was looking at was you. We forget how valuable we are to God. We received the gift of Jesus, but he gave he made that gift for you. Jesus Christ in that life was custom built for you. And you are custom built for God. No part of creation is built like you are. You are the thing created in this world that is most similar to God, which means no one can connect with him more than mankind. You are custom built for that type of fellowship. Nothing else can do that. No one else but you. And it was important to God. I'm way off my notes, but that's okay. I'm okay. I'm used to that by now. I got three pages of notes. We only do a half a page anyway. We don't know where the rest of them go, but amen. They were good. I promise you. But anyway, Emmanuel, that's where I got sidetracked. Emmanuel, God with us. Think about that. He could have just said God's going to rescue. Okay. That'd have been nice. God's going to undo sin. I would appreciate that. That's really good. He did that too. God's going to bless you with some finances. Amen. I'll receive it. But he kicked it all the way up to, I am coming into your world with you. Do you understand that? He came where you were. That is what Christmas is about. God came to you and he came to you for love's sake. Okay, when Jesus went, when the angels appear, actually, let, let's, let me jump down and just read about the angels. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but that's okay. Let me, let's go look over in Luke chapter two. And you know, you've heard this one plenty of times. Now there were in the same country, shepherds living out in the field, keeping over, keeping watch over the flock by night and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were greatly afraid. I imagine if I was a shepherd in a field and saw this I don't know, 10, 15, 30 foot man floating in the air, shining bright. I'd be a little scared too. Anyway, and the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. That day is for all people. Don't forget about the people that treat you bad. That day that Jesus came was for all people. Be kind to people around you. If it wasn't for sin, they wouldn't be acting a fool. Amen. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd be acting just like them. Be kind to people. All right. It says, for there is born unto you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And you'll, this will be the sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then all of heaven. Now listen, all of heaven kicked in here. It says, and suddenly there was, uh, there was with the angel, this one angel, he was by himself, but he was by himself no more. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. I don't know what that looks like. But all of heaven that was in the area showed up. And they lifted praises to God that says glory to God in the highest and on earth. Now listen to this. There is now peace and there is now goodwill towards all mankind. Now it's not that Jesus did not care for people, but without a connection to the heart that Jesus Christ made available, there was some limited goodwill. Now we know in the Old Testament, if you've looked at it, if you read it, there was one high priest and one day a year, he came in for one moment. So out of 365 days, he gets to take about 10 minutes and he comes before God, the Ark of the Covenant, right in there where the glory of God rests. And that's the only person face to face with God once a year for about 10 minutes. And all he does is to come in and sprinkle some blood and say, I'm sorry we sinned. I'll see you later. That's not much fellowship. It's not much fellowship. But listen to this. In this moment when Jesus was born, the beginning of the reconnection with every single heart on this planet began. And for a God who has loved you and created you from love, that's got to be significant for him. See, when we celebrate Christmas, do not forget, we got a gift, but why was that gift given? Because Jesus Christ would save all mankind from their sins. And without sin, there is no more separation between you and God. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, if, if you know much about it and you, you read that, it said that there was a big veil in the temple where they had the ark. This is super thick curtain. It's like as thick as my fist. It's really thick. It's like the size of a phone book thick. And it said that curtain separated the ark, which is where God was, from everything else in the entire world. God on one side, everything else on the other. That's what it was until Jesus died. And it says that veil torn in two. At that moment, there was not a single person on, this planet, on the planet that had ever lived or ever would be born that had no right to God and no invitation. Every person had an invitation and an open door. And that's exciting to a person who built you for fellowship. You know what I'm saying? If I've been building a car, which I don't know how to build a car, you don't want me working on your car. But if I happen to build a car, I do want it to work. It would be exciting if it would start and you could drive it, right? I didn't build the car to make water bottles. I built the car to drive. So if God built you for fellowship, it is heartbreaking to see that fellowship broken. And what a great moment to anticipate the return of that fellowship. All of heaven, when those shepherds were in that field, all the angels in the area, and probably some came on in on their own, and they all broke out because they're excited about what God's excited about. And they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. And they filled the sky with God's praises because that moment was important to God. It was important. It's important to us and it's important to him.
Over in 2 Corinthians 5, chapter 9, you probably heard this before. It says, God was all the time in Christ Jesus, reconciling or bringing the entire world unto himself. In that moment, the vessel that makes all reconciliation possible was born and it was exciting to God. He was in Jesus at that moment. That's what it says. Second Corinthians five, first Corinthians, I'm sorry, five nineteen. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. In that moment, he came and he didn't come for anything else, but you. He didn't come to rescue the horses. Didn't come to rescue the bumblebees. Didn't come to rescue the trees. Just you. And he had anticipated that moment since time had begun. So Christmas is pretty important to us. There's a lot of joy that surrounds this season. There are songs and poems and artwork dedicated to it. But I wonder what it meant to him. Because the moment Jesus was on this earth, just just a short time, just a short time, and I'll have access to every heart. It was the beginning of that moment, the ending of that separation and the opening of God's voice to every human being. Again, they would be in connection with him forever. And he promised it back in the Old Testament. He's like, y'all look at this law and y'all have this. But there is coming a time when I will write my laws on the heart of that man and they will be my people and I will be their God and we will be together. That moment started that day. And God was excited about it. He's excited about it because of you. So it's cool that we celebrate Christmas. Put up your tree and decorate it. Sing your songs. Awesome. Have a good time. Give some gifts. Give some high fives. Whatever you do at Christmas. I don't know. Some of you just do gift cards. It's a little lazy, but it's okay. God still loves you. (laughs) And we talk about, no, remember the reason for the season. I agree. We remember that Jesus came, but don't forget why he came. He is a gift from the father, a present of great value that is custom built to bring you joy for he is. There is good tidings of great joy to every single human being. And it's this. There is peace on earth between man and God now. There is peace. It didn't mean peace on earth like there was going to be no more wars because we can obviously see that's not true. There is peace on earth between mankind and God. There's no more reason to be on two different sides. There's reconciliation. There is redemption available. We are not separated anymore. It's not you over there and me over here with a line separating. There is a unity between us now. And that's what God wanted. Like when the prodigal son, we hear that story and it says the father, the son was living in sin and the son returned It says the father saw him a great way off and ran to hug his neck. That moment with God and mankind, that same moment was happening here when Jesus was born. And it's beautiful. Don't forget who sent that gift and why. You know, some of us, we get those Christmas gifts and, you know, maybe you went to a Christmas office party. And you're like, I don't know who gave me this. I'm, I would send them a thank you note. I don't know where it came from. I don't even really like it. <laughs> don't forget who gave you that gift. Yes. 
And don't forget why the gift exists. Jesus did not die so we could sit in church one day a week and sin, sing hymns or hers or whatever you want to call them. Sing some old timey songs that were not old timey at some point. They were, you know, fresh and modern. But anyway, that's not it. Nor to look up at a cross on our wall and say, amen. That's not what it's for. Jesus was not sent for religion. There was no religion for them to follow at the time. I mean, they had the law, but that wasn't even working for him. He was sent for relationship to restore you back. Don't forget why you got that gift. Don't live your life as if that gift was not given by God. Should the God of all creation take time to custom build you a gift, take time to use that gift in honor of him. Take that gift into your life. And the gift of Jesus Christ is special. You see, God is all things. It says he is outside of creation. He's not necessarily in it. Well, he's on the outside, but he's not kept out. And he's on the inside, but he's not kept in. God is above creation, but he's not pushed up. And he is below creation, but he is not pushed down. He is in and of all things. But one thing about God Almighty that may seem a little strange is God is not touchable. He's not knowable and you cannot see him. You cannot understand him. But there is Jesus Christ. See, Jesus Christ is the touchable of the untouchable. It says he is the, in Hebrews, he is the express image of God. He is the touchable of the untouchable. He is the hearable of what you cannot hear. He is the knowable of what you cannot know. know, And he is the fellowship of what you can never connect with. That is why it is in Jesus Christ that God himself entered into Jesus. We enter into Jesus and there we know our father. Don't forget why you got that gift. God made Jesus Christ. So that everything God was, was available to everything you are. And that's why he's here. So if he took the time to give the gift, open that fellowship gift up and partake. And let it bless your life. It was peace on earth between you and God. And it was good news to every person. And it still is. And God sent Jesus to undo everything sin had done. Amen. That is Christmas. So celebrate. Celebrate with your presents and your Christmas parties and do all that. Put your Christmas tree decoration. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But don't forget, Jesus was given that day, but who gave him and why? He was given for you so that you could connect with God forever. That's the purpose. And Christmas is just as exciting to God as it is to anyone else. It is a great moment. What it must be like to find so many people around the world, not everybody, but so many, who put aside some differences on that day and share love with each other. That must be amazing for God. An entire season dedicated to kindness. Mm. Amen. Celebrate Christmas. Celebrate it like a boss. And don't forget, God gave that gift to you for a reason. Use it. Amen. Amen.